it's sometime in January 1995, and New Age Girl by Red Dead Dick Red, Red Dick is number 27 on the Billboard Modern Rock chart. Now let me see if I understand the problem I think you say. Oh my. And maybe I'm often misconstrued, but babe, I'll never pull your leg. Mercy. Just don't know what to do with those tall salads and scrambled eggs. Call them again. Quite stylish. Hello and welcome to Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. I'm Trav. I'm Quillen. I'm Al. And this is a podcast where we talk about every song that reached number one on the Billboard Modern Rock chart in the 90s, beginning with Kurt Cobain's death in April 1994. Before digging into the 1997 number ones, we've decided to spend time discussing some non-number ones up to this point that are worth highlighting. Today we'll be talking about New Age Girl from Dead Guy Rick's debut album, A Different Story, and also the first single from the Dumb and Dumber original motion picture soundtrack. Here's a clip. She has a crystal necklace, she spends a lot of cash, oh, her vibes are rather reckless, she's heading for a crash, or a flowing skirt, going in a transcendental wind, and she wonders without knowing, where did we Did you run a mic? <laughs> Hi, we're back. It's been a long time. Hey. Hey. Did you guys successfully stay away from Zoom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forgot how to use it for the better part of the uh, the setup for this episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pleased to say I don't think I've used Zoom since possibly the last time that we recorded this. Yeah. Mm. Since just, my life just... was destroyed by returning to normal life. <laughs> <laughs> since I've, you came out of your cave. Yeah. I, I cannot say the same. But no no personal Zooms thankfully. Just work. Yeah. Yeah, and and we've seen each other uh, a couple times since then. Mhm. Mhm been good things have been good so yeah uh before we go into 1997 we had talked about um kind of doing some random episodes and so we each chose one song uh that we could do a random episode on the correct name of this song is uh new age girl by dead-eyed dick and trev when you mentioned that you wanted to do this song uh i was we were both confused and we both had blank expressions on our faces. So I will say, if you had told me your song was Mary Moon by the Spin Doctors, I would have said, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did not know what this song was. I just always assumed that it was the Spin Doctors. And why it's very strange that it's not called Mary Moon. It's not anyway. about, well, yeah. 
Yeah. What, so why did you uh, why did you choose to make us listen to this? <laughs> well, <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not? The thing is, is that the the main sort of like angle I wanted to take with this is that um, you can't find it anywhere anymore. And I remember this being a super popular song um, yeah. in my own personal experience. And I don't know if that was just a Clio thing or what, but uh, apparently not because it was on the charts. It was on the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. It was part of the movie. Was it part of the movie? I think it was. I don't remember specifically, but it's been a while. Yeah, same here. But... I, I just remember especially being like, you know, 1995, it was like a kind of a kid's song, quirky. And um, and it was just like a really awesome kind of like summer jam um, that I liked a lot. But also, I, I mean, the, the most important part was the fact that you can't find it anymore. And that that mm-hmm. is just a, an increasingly difficult thing to come across. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can find anything you want. Um, but if you want to find an original version of the recording of new age girl, you have to buy a CD on Amazon or Discogs or something Mm -hmm. and rip it and upload it to your phone or something or just play a CD. So what happened was this guy named Scooter Braun bought the masters. (laughs) I I think that's a, that's a different uh, situation. Similar Uh, probably, but different. Yeah, so the similarity is that um, you can listen to New Age Girl on Spotify now. Um, You can listen to the 2021 edition, which they've re-recorded because their label went bankrupt, is Mm. what it looks like. Mm. Um, And they they were not able to... to kind of rescue these masters. So we weren't able to, I wasn't able to listen to more than one song from this album. Were you all able to find anything more? I didn't even care to look. Um, <laughs> did did either of you listen to the 2021 version? I did. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't. Also, it's reasonably <sighs> faithful, but I found that the the background vocals were like more. They were a little too gruff. Did you find that, Trav? Uh, they were what? They were a little too gruff. They were like, uh, you you wouldn't call them gruff. <laughs> <laughs> ha! Do they still do that in in this new version? Oh yeah, yeah they, they it's do like everything. Dead on. Dick. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's like Alex said, very faithful, but like kind of like the soul of it's missing. Like it sounds like a bunch of like 50 year olds covering it now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas like there was kind of a fun spirit that I didn't really notice until I listened to the 2021 version. And I went, oh, this is just they're trying to reclaim it, which is great. And they absolutely should. And they deserve royalties from it and everything like that but it's not the same even though it's exactly the same it's not the same something's missing yeah the spark is missing so uh living dead girl by a uh, new dick is uh um the spin dictors. is this yeah would you describe <laughs> this as a uh a novelty song oh yeah yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, any song that has a huh! or whatever, like the, the grunt, the grunt <laughs> sounds. The Tim Allen grunt. Song. <laughs> <Almost>. <laughs> 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 
So yeah, it's got the it's got the uh, she don't eat meat, but she sure like the bone. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Terrible line. Oh my god. <laughs> Indefensible. The way um, that it is sung stupid. too just get cringe. But she sure like the bone. Uh, it I, is, yeah. I guess the talking, it's cringy, but it's like the talking at the beginning too was a big turnoff to me. Sorry, like Trevor. before the song starts. Y- yeah. Yep. Oh, really? Yep. Oh yes. Oh. oh yes. I always figure that's just sort of like a, you know, a nonsense sort of like noisy thing just to like get past it and get to the song. Don't care for it. Okay. Interesting. Uh, uh, yeah. So Quill, you didn't, you, you didn't find anything to like. The chorus is catchy. The chorus yeah. is good. Good and catchy. Yeah. That's what about the pre-chorus? Um, Where it goes to like halftime, and they're really like kind of pretty chords Okay, I can vaguely recall, and it's fine. Pretty pretty okay. <laughs> the um, the grunts and stuff really just did a number on me, and I can't get past it. Can't get past the 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 silly huh. the silly noises the silliness. Well, but, that's I mean, cool. the, I guess for the, someone who might not take themselves so seriously, you might be able to <laughs> enjoy the the song a little bit. Maybe if you yeah. were if you were open to having fun or a good right, time. right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The verses good with point. the call and response <laughs> thing have uh, sorry they have almost a little bit of a Jonathan Richmond kind of vibe, which is. Not something I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of, but it is something that I think Trav is a fan of. There's Absolutely. like some silly XTC vibes too. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and I mean, the guitar stuff, like, um, it, it really does sound like like kind of a late 80s college rock thing. I always thought it sounded yeah. a lot like Hoodoo Gurus. Um, or like, yeah, I mean, I guess bands like that sound like that with like really great clean guitar stuff. And I mean... So Alec had shared a um, an article that references you know REM and the DBs as um, mm-hmm. influences, and I can absolutely yeah that. oh for sure especially DBs and um, Trev yeah, like Hoodoo Guru is totally XTC had to have been an influence. Yeah. I mean now okay, this is based off this one song for me. Like I yeah, but yeah, it definitely sounds like eighties college rock. Yeah. 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 I think not just sonically, but they wanted to sort of establish their cred by, you know, touring and um, uh, building a a slow following. And then this kind of exploded and they had these opportunities and then these opportunities ended up kind of failing for them. And then Hmm. that was kind of that for them. I, I do think that they have a little bit of other music on uh, available on streaming services and things like that but seems like they've largely disappeared i wouldn't be surprised if they're a good band sure i would be <laughs> yeah okay we're going back to og quillen because this isn't 1996 or 1997 music yeah let's let's going back to classic quillen take down that average (laughs) rating we're we're not even uh don't we nobody knows what i'm gonna think about 1997 we haven't even gotten Mm -hmm. there yet um 
They sound like they're kind of tired of and, and skeptical of all these environmentalist vegetarians and their their wind cars that don't get them very far. Um, there's a little bit of a conservative uncle vibe to this song that I wasn't necessarily a big fan of. I but would Im- imagine it's pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would imagine that in 1994 and 1995, it was. Uh, pretty uh, like extra insufferable by that point with all of these um with youth culture being so like performatively like uh alt you know where they're like uh-huh. really trying to be extra weird um that i could see it just being like oh god come on you know yeah. um and not necessarily like i guess i want to give them the benefit of the doubt because i like the song but I could absolutely see the other side of the coin where you're just like, yeah, relax. Let people have their fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it did remind me that there are like a handful of <clears throat> of songs like this that are, you know, about quirky, um, quirky girls as like a muse type songs. Sure. Um, it reminded me a lot of She Don't Use Jelly oh, um, spiritually, you know, where they sort of have the same sort of thing where they're like this girl's weird and i could like the whole song is about that or yeah. like um, starfish and coffee oh is right? oh yeah yeah right that's a good example too um kate by ben folds five and uh-huh. uh nose ring girl by nerf herder which i've referenced in past episodes <laughs> but it is kind of neat to like think of that as like a song type and how this fits in with it yeah yeah for sure well, that's The Age of Dick by Days of the New. <laughs> uh, music video, any thoughts? Oh, uh, was there one? There was one. Oh. <laughs> well, you didn't even try. I mean, you I didn't look- even try. No, I, I didn't. I picked this song. I picked this song. I wanted you to think about it. Yeah. You didn't even try. <sighs> you had three months. <laughs> God damn it, Aaron. It's a pretty standard '90s video. Some some band performance with some um, I don't know some wacky images thrown in. Trav, did you notice anything in particular? Uh, the pumpkin heads, right? Sorry, pumpkin heads. Everybody was wearing a pumpkin on their head. Oh mm. yeah, they do run through a cornfield, and there's some people at their at their show that have uh, pumpkin heads. Just perfectly dated. I mean, it's just that is true. Perfect... It is almost like something out of a Pete and Pete episode. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. exactly. Is that in um, reference to another song on the soundtrack that has the I word don't know pumpkin head in the title? It's, yeah, it seems like it could be for sure, uh, or the Pete and Pete episode. But it uh, it just looks like something from a time capsule it's perfect in that regard it's not very interesting or you know nothing happens but um it's cool yeah it has seasonal vibes which are pleasant um okay so uh we were not able i wasn't able to find more than one song off of their album a different story were any of you able to listen to any more than that I found a cassette copy of a different story in South Haven, wow. Michigan. Oh, in, in, like, the, in the last um, couple months? Yeah, yeah. In like, I guess there was snow on the ground, so it was probably like March or April. 
Oh and, my God. Uh, it was a dollar and I bought it and I came home and uh, it didn't work. <laughs> oh, dang no. It. <laughs> so I have not heard the album. But yeah. that's exactly right. what I was looking for, you know? Like, I like to leave a handful of, um, of like, CDs and tapes that aren't available to stream on a list in my phone for when I go to, like, you know, record stores or things like that to just kind of, like, keep an eye out for. And that yeah. was one of them, and it failed me. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Hmm. Well, I was able to listen to the single Perfect Family, which was pr- uh, fairly similar to this. It felt like it was also... Um, yeah, I guess a little bit of that bouncy XTC. And when I say XTC, I mean, pretty specifically census working overtime or something like that. Um, and it seemed appealing enough. Uh, it also had a little bit of a tood and a little bit of ironic humor to it. Uh, it was perfectly fine. What I did enjoy quite a bit was the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. Oh yeah. Did, did you? Yeah. I thought there was uh, I thought I'd, there was a lot to like there. I didn't even listen to that. Just, God, just kidding, just kidding. Oh no, I listened to it like <laughs> I listened to it like three times. I spent some time with it. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Well, we've talked about uh, thoughts on pod favorite Peter Drogue before. With uh, if you don't love me, I'll kill myself. We've talked about that one before. The one that I had really forgotten was "Crash" by the Primitives. Dude, I had uh, I had totally forgotten about that song. I loved that song when I was a kid, and uh, I still really like it now. It's really good. Yeah, really, really good. C- cool yeah. new wave vibes going on. Great vocals. Yeah. Yep. The melody is like so insanely good. You go way too fast. Don't slow down, you're gonna crash. You don't know what's been going down. You've been Um, the main song that stuck out to me was too much of a good thing by the Suns, um, which I remember definitely being in the movie and, uh, it's just kind of like a nice, like, I don't know, kind of has like an eighties, like, like alternative rock kind of like replacements, uh, kind of sound to it maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Good chords, really great guitar chords, um, good melodies, like totally awesome, awesome song that I will, um, yeah, just hold close to my heart now. But I know in my heart, one car in an alley is better than a vacant lot. You'll see on my face, lines on a young man can find their place.
I was really disappointed by the omission of Boom Shakalak by Apache Indian, which I think mm-hmm. is the song that comes to most people's minds when they think of Dumb and Dumber. But even weirder is that they put basically a substitute Boom Shakalak by the artist Willie Oneblood on the record instead, and it fills their um, goofy reggae dance um, vibe uh, and is possibly an even funnier song than Boom Shakalak. <laughs> so check it out, Willie One Blood. I think it might be the only song that he ever made in his entire career. Uh, did neither of you guys care for that? Song by the Suns? I kind of thought did. that... I didn't particularly notice it. Oh. No, I had noticed it before, and I think maybe like the last time I had seen it and kind of looked it up, and I was like, ooh, that song's good. Maybe she yeah. signed it or something. I kind of yeah. thought that, especially you, Trav, would have been like all over that song. Yeah. Maybe a couple Went of years ago you would have been. Yeah. But I mean, this is, it's really good. I mean, I thought the first, like, what is it? One, two, three, four, five songs. The first five songs. Like that's a really good opening five songs Hold for the phone. a soundtrack. You like what? you like the cover of the ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead? Yeah, it was awesome. Oh. No. I thought it was What a, what don't you like? I mean, like, I've, how is it even well, that different than the original? I don't or like do the you like original. the original? No, oh, see, I, no. I like the original. I no. think it's cool. I think None Such, which is what XTC's like nineteen ninety two album. Yeah. Is like not terrible. Um it has songs that I think are really good, but this is not one of those songs. And I think that this is just a bad, bad cover of a bad already bad song. Do you think it's a bad song or do you think it's a bad subject? Like it's a dumb title. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Cause I could see somebody like looking at the title, The Ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead, and, just and being like automatically. Nope. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's both. It's it's absolutely yeah. both. Yeah. And I wouldn't yeah. blame you for that. But like when the song gets going, put a harmonica on like an open chord electric guitar rock song and I'm in. Fair. How do you, I hated Hurdy Gurdy Man? I couldn't couldn't do it. Yeah, terrible. I, I think that I I don't know. This maybe, is a uh, uh, Donovan cover by Butthole Surfers. Yeah. Yeah, I I think maybe take away the vocal effect and that would have helped, but I don't know that it would have really. Yeah. Mm. Um, and the Bear Song by Green Jelly was offensively bad to me. Um, I mean Green Jellies. You know, I don't know. I don't know what Green Jelly is. They did the the Three Little Pigs song. Not familiar. Okay. They're like, they're like a. I mean, somewhere between a novelty band and Guar. Hmm. I think that's my understanding of Green Jelly. Like they're not nearly to that extent, but like pretty outrageous. I think. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, when was the last time you guys watched Dumb and Dumber? 
It's been a few years. Um, Probably two years. That's not too long. Yeah. How'd it hold up? Um, you know, I don't know. It was the greatest hits thing. Like you're just waiting for the, the the moments, the beats. Where mm-hmm. you're like, oh yeah, there it is. The most annoying sound ever made. Yeah, yeah. that's my favorite part. Oh yeah. Yeah, I really? think so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the thing that I think is funniest. Yeah. Not the um, parrot with his head duct taped on. Or Jeff Daniels having pretty, diarrhea. Pretty bird. pretty bird. I was going to say Jeff Daniels having yeah, diarrhea. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Jeff Daniels lives in, uh, does he live in Chelsea? Something he lives, like um, that. Yeah. He, he lives just uh, just west of Ann Arbor. Yeah. And his kids played on hockey teams with uh, some of my friends. Um. Some of my friend's siblings. I think his kids were a little bit younger, but um, a little Pat Giltrow, I remember when he got a chance to meet Jeff Daniels, just said, I can't believe you did that scene where you had diarrhea. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, that's great. I haven't watched it in a while. I imagine that it's probably similar to Billy Madison movies where like sometimes I'll watch it and, and I'll be like, yeah, I totally remember why this is funny. And sometimes I'll watch it and just be like, oh no, I'm <laughs> older and wiser and this is not funny anymore. Lately, I've been really enjoying Billy Madison. So I should probably go back and do Dumb and Dumber. I will say uh, the Dumb and Dumber thing did get seriously hurt though by... Um, Gosh, am I even remembering correctly? There was a sequel. I think was there was that, a yeah. pre. There was a prequel and a sequel. I'm pretty I sure think. that's right. I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was. There was a. I, I'm assuming it was a prequel that had different actors. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and but then, they did recently do a sequel, y- didn't yeah, they? Yeah, with Jim Carrey and Jeff. I'm Daniels, having trouble yeah. remembering it because I think that I fell asleep during it, and mm-hmm. it was. It. I felt embarrassed for everyone who was involved mm-hmm. in it which kind of cast a shadow over the earlier one. You know, it's always terrible when a sequel makes you question whether the original was, was good. good. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hey, what do you, what do you think was more embarrassing for Jim Carrey, the dumb and dumber sequel or the number 23? Oh, well, I don't know. For a while he was really doing lots of number 23 kind of stuff where it was like Jim Carrey was kind of like one of the go-to like mopey, Hollywood actors, and I don't think that he was embarrassed by that stuff. I think he was trying something out. He should, and that be. was great. He should be embarrassed by the number twenty-three. <laughs> he was good in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, of course. Sure, you got yeah. your hating hat on tonight. Yeah, yeah, close. Uh, <laughs> I'm just being number out. number twenty-three. So he came to classes. shame everyone. Hell, it's shame a classic? upon Red Dead Dick. No, it's shame it's, upon Jim. No, Perry. it's it is a a really really bad movie. Yeah, for maybe. sure. I haven't seen Sonic yet, but you know he's an old school. He's an old school Jim Carrey mode in that yeah. one, apparently. So uh, he does. We'll, I, we'll like, be watching that for but. whatever reason. I I I'm kind of like like he seems like kind of an interesting guy. That whole <laughs> um, the documentary about his uh, time doing Man on the Moon was pretty good, <laughs> and it <laughs> seemed like it broke something in his brain that he never really like recovered from. And or at least I like to follow that narrative where like he's just totally changed at that point. And I've never um, seen that or Man on the Moon. What? Oh, <laughs> brother! 
that oh geez okay um yeah you're not an andy kaufman fan um i guess not wow okay um yeah i love andy kaufman i um yeah spend a lot of time like uh reading books about him watching youtube videos and stuff of his performances um when he was around and it was great and i thought man on the moon was like really really good um and I think it was like kind of the first time that he like went full like method acting mm-hmm. and uh, was driving everybody nuts on set. And um, yeah, he just uh, seemed like he changed after that, or at least maybe the documentary kind of presented it that way. But like also, I guess history kind of presented it that way too, because he never really seemed to be the same after that. Yeah. Hmm. So you, what you're saying is you sanction his buffoonery. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Timmy Lee Jones does not. <laughs> I will sanction it all day long. Um, dumb '90s comedy soundtracks. Any other uh, any other soundtracks that stand out to you? As, uh, ones that you particularly liked? Black Sheep. Yeah, what was on Black Sheep? Black's uh, Backslider by uh, the Toadies. Hmm. Um, That's cool. Which is a good song. Um, Mud Honey, we're in it. Um, Mud Honey, uh, and the song that they play in it is pretty badass. Um, I think those are the main ones in Black Sheep. I know there's that more, mo- but movie doesn't hold up very well, does it? I watched it recently. Sarah and I watched it um, a couple months ago and mm-hmm. laughed our asses off. Okay. Yeah. All right. I always I, uh, preferred it to Tommy Boy, actually. Wow. And I, I loved Tommy Boy, but I always preferred it to Tommy Boy. I thought it was just Tommy Boy 2 and was just, I think, I don't know, some of the specific Chris Farley moments were funnier to me in Black Sheep. Huh. Okay. Shit on Jim Carrey, shit on Dead Eye Dick, and you want to go to bat for Black Sheep? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Just check. Mm-hmm. What about Be- Beverly Hills Ninja? <laughs> no, that's one that uh, it's been a long time since I've great? seen. And <laughs> I he's definitely more of an almost. He's more of an almost heroes kind of guy. <laughs> okay. Oh man, <laughs> I definitely liked those two movies considerably less. I did own Beverly Hills Ninja on, on video cassette. Though. Oh yeah, you better believe when I was what thirteen years old. That was that was some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Him and Chris Rock. Hmm. Yeah. And Almost Heroes was him and Matthew Perry, right? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Weird pairing. That one, I remember, was not even funny at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the 90s comedy soundtracks, um, I don't really have much to add beyond just, like, Fairly Brothers movies. All have, like, awesome soundtracks. I think I texted you, Alec, one night after I had watched Say It Isn't So or we had talked about it or maybe had some exchange, maybe letterbox exchange uh, from 2001 with Chris Klein and Heather Graham, which was a fairly brothers movie. And it was like really bad and tasteless and offensive <laughs> with like an awesome modern rock soundtrack. Huh? Okay. Um, 
And I feel like they're good for that. Like Kingpin was sort of the same way, you know, that mm-hmm. had, did that have bad, repu- bad reputation on it? And like, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like they're, they're just good at putting together this type of thing. And in Say It Isn't So, they had a couple of songs that I really loved. One of which was by the Gigolo Ants, which, which is mm-hmm. on Dumb and Dumber, mm-hmm. um, which are on Dumb and Dumber. And I wonder if I would really like them, but haven't really spent the time uh, with their albums. The, the song like, on the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack's good. Yeah. 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 And the one on, on the Say It Isn't So soundtrack is like awesome. Um, and so I just I, I think that the one thing that I can always sort of rely on for a, a Fairly Brothers movie, maybe me, me, myself and Irene has a good soundtrack, too. I don't mm-hmm. know that for a fact, but like I wouldn't be surprised. It seems like kind of squarely in the middle of all that. I think it had some Foo Fighters stuff in it. Uh Oh, <laughs> <laughs> retract. Hey, does uh, Clueless count? Sure. Clueless has a good soundtrack. Yeah, Clueless has a good soundtrack. And I, I, you know, partially just because I'm partial to Tommy Boy, but I think there's some good stuff on there too. Mm. The two Boston songs in Clueless are awesome. And uh, Fake Plastic Trees by Radiohead. And uh, Velocity Girl are on it. And the Muffs. It's like, yeah, it's got some like cool underground, more underground bands mm-hmm. as well as um, bigger ones. Okay. Here is how awesome the Me, Myself, and Irene soundtrack is. All right. Lay it on me. <clears throat> uh, Breakout by the Foo Fighters. First mm-hmm. one, whatever. Deep Inside of You, Third Eye Blind. Okay. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, uh, not the, uh, the entire rest of it. You don't like Deep of Inside it? of You? No, I do. That's fine. It's fine. Okay. Uh, there are many, there's a, there's a, let me, let me keep talking about deep okay. inside of you. Okay. <laughs> so, if um, I must. there are multiple different parts of that song where the chords go, dun, 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 you know, the Bob O'Reilly thing. Yeah. Um, so there's this, uh, um, they do this, and I never felt alive till I met you. And then it just seems like that's that's the bridge. They're gonna come out of it, and then they go into this great thing where they just keep going, and it goes into the spoken word thing. And I, 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 and there's no reason for me to describe it. I'll just uh, we'll just gotta do a clip of deep inside of you. Blue by Third Eye Blind. We'll have more opportunities to talk about later, but yeah, it is one of the most impeccably produced '90s alternative records. Thank you. Will this we have more? Be <laughs> talking about Blue by Third Eye Blind. Will we have time to talk about Blue? Because we'll be talking. Well, about we'll the talk about we'll talk about uh, Semi Charmed Life, and mm-hmm. we'll we'll have a chance to talk about what happened to that band. Mm-hmm. Fair.
Anyways, I'm going to say something that excites me and only me, and you guys yeah. are going to be totally underwhelmed by it. Do it. But there are a ton of Steely Dan covers by oh. Smash Mouth, Ooh. Wilco, Ivy, uh, Brian Setzer Orchestra, Ben Folds 5, um, Marvelous 3. Oh, and there's a really good Pete Yorn song on here, Strange Condition, from uh, that one album that I like a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, Pete Yorn, perfect example of like a really good Fairly Brothers artist. Hmm. What, uh, what song did Wilco cover? Um, Any Major Dude. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The Dan. That's right. Everyone's crazy about Steely Dan all of a sudden. No, nah, it's been a few years, Al. You're just behind the times <laughs> people are just now like writers are just now deciding it's worth writing about but it's been happening for a while that's the uh the zeitgeist mm-hmm. all Losers right on boats <laughs> cocaine we'll take a, a quick moment and come back and talk about the charts for a second Uh, so New Age Girl peaked on the charts in January 1995. So we have already discussed the charts from this week uh, for our thoughts on January 1995. Check out the episode for When I Come Around, one of our uh, first episodes of season two, which brings us to ratings. Hmm. What do you want to give to uh, New Age Girl by Dick Tracy's High Flying Birds? <laughs> I'll give it 1.5 dicks with dead eyes. <laughs> I give Trav? it five five fuck you quillins. <laughs> perfect. It's a perfect song, Trev. Yeah, there's no flaws. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not even the. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's what ge- that's what got it to a five. It was a four <laughs> without those. Uh, I give it. It's called three, personality. I give it three bones that I like. <laughs> so it did okay. Uh, yeah, is Dead Eye Dick not a Hall of Famer? Not a, is Dead Eye Dick a uh, is Dead Eye Dick a Nirvana wannabe? No, I no. no. <laughs> Definitely not. All right. Well, sorry, um, I hated this song. I didn't hate. I I, I kind of I hated parts of it, and I the chorus is totally good. But those parts that were rough for me were just too too much. Too. I'm gonna remember this. And for your song, I'm going to hate that, too. (laughs) Uh, This has been a hiatus episode of Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod is part of the Off Shelf family. Head to offshelf.net to sign up for their monthly zine. 
the best, most fun way for us to communicate with all of you is via our Facebook group. Tell me all your thoughts on tell me all your thoughts on pod. However, we still love receiving your emails at thoughtsonpod at gmail.com. You can listen along with our playlist on Spotify, Apple Music, or watch along on YouTube. And uh, next week, we're going to do another one of these hiatus episodes. It is Quillen's turn to talk about some uh, some Lisa Loeb. So we'll see you then. Wait, is that the song he picked? He picked Stay. I picked Lisa Loeb by uh, Four Non Blondes. <laughs> so I I've, I've got to hate Stay. To no, that's right. You have to hate up for this. You have to hate Lisa Loeb by Four Non Blondes. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Bye. Bye. Bye.